I'm Maida Getman, and welcome to Infertility Crossroads. I'm a mom to donor-conceived twins, and I went through eight rounds of fertility treatment before finally becoming pregnant with my two girls. I'm also a donor conception coach and founder of The Donor Downlow, a self-paced online program for people who are at the crossroads of donor conception and wondering which path is right for them. Perhaps you're like me, you thought having a baby would be easy, yet here you are every day, week, and month having to make big, scary, and radical decisions about what your future might look like. I call it the infertility crossroads. Whether you're just getting started on your fertility journey, have been trying for years, or are headed down an alternative path, you are welcome here. Join me each week where I will walk alongside you through all the infertility crossroads. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Infertility Crossroads. I'm Maida Getman, a fertility coach and mom to donor-conceived twins, and I'm excited to be here with you today. Today, we're going to talk about our relationship with our partner or spouse or husband. I'm excited about this topic, so I'm really glad you're here. The other day, I was talking to one of my clients who's really struggling right now with her relationship with her husband. They've never struggled before, and it was really weighing pretty heavily on her. She was feeling like her husband, who she had always been able to talk to about everything and was really close to, was starting to shut down. He wasn't as open as he had been when they first started this journey together towards having a baby, and she was feeling like he was pushing her away. I remember this feeling pretty vividly when Michael and I were struggling to have our girls. It was the first time we had really struggled and had something hard happen in our relationship. Up until that point, we had been going along pretty easily. We were getting to know each other. We were traveling, eating out, seeing friends. Honestly, life was pretty good. The hardest thing we had to agree on were things like what color to paint our bedroom, what to eat for dinner when I wanted to eat foods that he didn't like, or where our Seahawks season tickets should be, and how much we wanted to spend, or what we wanted to do on vacation when I wanted to lay on the beach all day and he wanted to play golf. We talked about our life, our dreams, our goals, how we felt about each other, and the things that were going on in our lives. It honestly was a lovely period of time in our lives. And then, infertility. And things started to change in our relationship. As I became more stressed and anxious about not getting pregnant each month, the more sad and broken I started to feel. The things I had liked to do in the past, I no longer wanted to do. It felt like a chore to run errands together. I didn't care about dinner anymore. Honestly, I was crying all the time and I didn't want to plan a vacation because it meant that if we were not pregnant by the time we went on said vacation... It was just going to be another milestone that was slapping me in the face, saying, Haha, you thought you'd be pregnant by this trip, and guess what? You're not. Our relationship that used to be so fun and adventurous, exciting and energizing, was now becoming something that was hard, tiring, and honestly was requiring a lot of work. And so I started to shut down. 
I started to not want to talk about my feelings. I felt like me feeling sad and anxious and only focusing on having a baby and not on other things was bringing us down. And I didn't want to be the person who brought things down. My client is feeling the same way. She's feeling like because she's so focused on the pain and the loss and the grief and the sadness around their journey to becoming parents, she was becoming a burden to her spouse. And it felt easier to not talk about it than to open up. She feels like her husband was doing the same thing. He would get frustrated and express those feelings to her when they would have to go to the clinic or when something failed or if they didn't get the information they were expecting. He wouldn't talk about how he was feeling about it. And when she would try to bring it up or have these conversations, it felt like she was getting shut down and getting pushed away. Is this happening in your relationship too? Are you feeling like infertility is driving a wedge between you and your partner? Do you feel like sometimes it can be hard to get your partner to open up about how they're feeling? If you're feeling like this, ugh, you are not alone. Infertility can cause a lot of stress on a couple and on their relationship. It did on my relationship. It is on my client's relationship. And I hear about it all the time. I believe the reason that this happens in our relationships is for a few reasons. One, typically infertility is the first major stressor you face together as a couple. Just like for Michael and I, the first few years of our relationship were fun and exciting. We were getting to know each other. We were doing fun things. We were learning about each other. We were in love and honestly, everything felt magical. Yeah, life had its stresses, but it was small stuff like jobs or family issues here and there or other small stressors. We were learning how to navigate it together and it felt really manageable. Number two, typically in relationships, both people are not going through the same levels of stress at the same time. So one person in the partnership can support the other. Think about it this way. When I'm super stressed at work, Michael typically wasn't, so he could make dinner or do the grocery shopping so that I could work later. Or he'd have the mental capacity to listen to me complain about the crazy co-worker making my life harder, and he could share solutions or help because he wasn't as stressed. Or there was a time when Michael had to have a minor surgery. I wasn't as busy at work and could pick up the slack at home and take care of him. With infertility, whether you're talking about it or not, both of you are struggling. Both of you are facing the stresses that come with failed cycles. Both of you are grieving the loss of not getting pregnant or having to change your mentality or ideas around what it looks like to have a family. When both of you are facing these stressors, you don't have the same emotional capacity to support each other like you did before. You're both struggling and you're not feeling the same support from the other person as you had in the past. This can be really disappointing and can lead to not feeling loved or supported by your partner. And the third reason why I think we start to shut down and feel like our partners are pulling away from us or we are pulling away from our partners 
is that we try to use our typical strategies for talking to each other and they don't work. Before infertility, Michael and I would always talk at night. That's when we would have time. We'd eat dinner, talk about our days, talk about the things we were struggling with, how we were feeling, on and on. And this is how we would try to talk about our infertility struggles at first. Same for my client. When we talked about when she was trying to talk to her husband about how she was feeling, it was after work or while they were trying to have relaxing and relaxed time and some downtime. These strategies that we've used in the past don't work anymore because infertility and the stress that it brings is draining us to the point where we don't have the emotional or or mental capacity to take it in while we're also managing the day-to-day. So we try to talk about it, and then we or our partners or both of us just shut down. Okay, think of it this way. You've had a long day at work, and it's taken all of your energy just to get through the day. You're finally sitting down to relax and watch a show, and your partner wants to talk about the hardest thing that you're struggling with. You just don't have the energy to do it. So you say no, or you don't really respond to their questions. You're annoyed because you don't want to talk about it right now, but they keep pushing you, and then you react negatively. Now, they're feeling like they're not being heard, or that you don't care, when in fact you care so much that you want to dedicate the energy and the time that it deserves. This cycle keeps going and going until both of you just want to stop and give up and not talk about it anymore. Does this sound familiar? This is what is happening when we try to use our old strategies of communication. One or both of you don't have the emotional capacity or energy to talk about it, so one or both of you feels pushed away, not taken seriously, or like you don't care. So how do Do you get past this and open up the lines of communication? It's easy to say, and it's harder to do. What do you need to do? You change the strategy. Now, that's a lot harder to implement, but you have your friend Maida here to help you with that. So next time this happens, I want you to try this strategy instead and see how it goes. First, have a quick conversation with your partner and just say something like, Hey, I want to find a time to talk about X. Insert anything related to the baby making process. It could be, hey, I want to find a time to talk to you about next steps with the clinic. Or, hey, I want to find a time to talk to you about how I'm feeling about our failed cycles. Then you follow that up saying, can we go for a walk on Saturday morning? Or can we go out to dinner on Saturday night and talk about it? Here's why this strategy is different. First of all, you're giving your partner a heads up that you want to talk about something and you're saying something specific about it so that they have time to process and think through what you want to talk about. Secondly, you're setting a specific day and time to talk about these complex emotions. Both of you can conserve your energy, prepare for the conversation, be expecting it, and ready to go versus it just coming up when both of you are exhausted. The next thing you want to do is plan the activity. So if it's dinner, go to a place that's quiet and you're able to talk. If it's a walk, 
make it a location that's easy to talk and walk versus like a mountain hike where only one person fits on the path. Set the stage or the environment so that it's easy to have this conversation. When you get to the day and the event, both of you go into it with active listening. Active listening, it's something we've heard of in the past, probably in elementary school, but let, re- let me remind you what active listening is. Active listening is when you listen without putting judgment on what the other person is saying. This can be really hard, so it's important and key at making these strategies work. If your partner says, ugh, I'm so annoyed that I have to go in and do another sperm sample. I've already done them. I hate doing them. This is such a pain for me. Do everything you can to not add commentary in your own head like, he hates this process. He's mad at me because I'm making him do this. He doesn't want to have a baby. He, quote, add in your own comments here that maybe you're thinking he's saying. Instead of doing that, just listen. Hear what he says. Validate how he feels. Yeah, it sucks, and I hate it too. I just wish you didn't have to do this. You don't have to judge how he's feeling. You don't have to make commentary on on how he's feeling. Just listen and hear what he says and validate his feelings. And that's the same for you. If you're having this conversation with your husband and you have things that you want to say, He also needs to do active listening, where he's listening to what you have to say and not putting a judgment or commentary around it. It's just how you feel. Lastly, once the conversation's over, have it be over. Focus on something else. Talk about an upcoming trip you have planned. Focus on the atmosphere around you. Enjoy each other's company. Don't spend the entire time focused on this one conversation. So have the conversation, talk about it, be done, and focus on having fun together. If you or your partner start to get overwhelmed, if you start to shut down, or they start to shut down, or you start to not respond anymore, then it's time for the conversation to be over. This is how this happens to me. Michael and I will be talking about something, and I will start to get overwhelmed, or I'll start to just like struggle with what we're talking about. And I honestly will just like start tuning him out and I won't hear what he has to say. And I've learned over time that when I start to do that, we need to stop the conversation because I'm no longer engaged and it's not probably going to end well. Either I'm going to agree to something I don't want to do. We're going to get into some kind of argument because I'm going to respond in a certain way that's not validating or that's not listening to him. So Notice if that starts to happen and start pivoting the conversation for it to be over. If you haven't finished the conversation, say something like, I think we've talked about this enough for today. I'm really struggling to stay engaged. Can we find some more time later this week to continue the conversation? And then change the subject and talk about something else. By building in a specific time to talk about whatever you're wanting to discuss, by being open and validating each other's feelings, and then moving on to something else, you're, you're taking these conversations in bite sizes. 
You're giving them the energy and the emotion that they deserve and require, but you're not getting to a point of exhaustion and shutdown. Changing your communication pattern with your partner is not easy. This is going to take some time to figure out and you're going to have to make adjustments that work best for both of you. But doing it, I think, and you will see, will make a big difference in your communication and the way that you navigate infertility together. The last thing I want to say before we wrap up for today is this. When you are both struggling, you won't have the energy to support each other the way that you always have or might want to. You're going to need to find other people to help fill the gaps. Friends, family, a therapist, a coach, support group, anyone who can provide the emotional support both of you need. And that may be one person for you and it may be another person for your partner. Michael and I had different support people who we connected with and talked to because everyone can't take on all of the the baggage that we're bringing. And that's okay. And that's normal. These additional people, though, should not take the place of each other. Your partner and your relationship is the most important thing. But having other people and other outlets to help you process your emotions so that you can also take the strain off your relationship is a good thing. This is going to give you the time, energy, and capacity to focus on each other as well. So if you're talking to other people, you also have to keep talking to each other. That is it for me today. I will see you next time on Infertility Crossroads. Before you go, I have a few things I want to share with you. Continue the conversation with me on my Instagram page at Maida Getman. I love connecting with people and I would love for you to join me there at M-E-T-A-G-E-T-M-A-N on Instagram. If you just learned that using a donor might be your path to becoming a parent, or if you have an inkling that donor conception is the path for you, head to my website, www.medagetman.com slash podcast and download my free PDF donor decision guide. This resource is packed full of questions to consider if you are even thinking about using a donor. That's metagetman.com slash podcast. Lastly, I am not a doctor, a psychologist, a nutritionist, or a professional in the area of fertility. I am a person who has gone through infertility, has learned a lot along the way, and wants to share my learnings with you. Please do not substitute what you hear on the show for professional advice. That's what the pros are for. If you want to learn more about my terms and conditions, go to my website, metagetman.com.